You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on a Tuesday that feels like we've jumped 10 years into the future. Yes, of course, Monday, yesterday, it broke that Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. I did an emergency podcast yesterday that if you have not listened to, go back and listen to that one first. We cover the basics of how the Pelicans got here, what this means for the team, where they go from here, what might some of the potential trade targets be, different things like that. We just cover the ground on the basics because we are going to kind of ride with this probably over the remainder of the season, or at least until anything gets resolved, which I doubt is going to be before the NBA trade deadline. So we're going to look at something different today. We're going to talk about the burning questions now that we're going to be looking for to get answers to. I phrase that horribly. As this kind of unfolds, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. We're not going to be able to do this all in one day. So we're just going to simply lay out the questions, talk a little bit about those of what's important, what do we need to see resolved, what are we confused about, what are we curious about, and all of that. There's a lot. So we're going to kind of go through the burning questions that remain now that Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. Later in the week, later in the month, days, whatever you want to use, we will talk about trade targets. We will talk about locations, packages. We don't need to get into all of that today because certainly the Pelicans are still kind of reeling from this and figuring everything's out. So let's just jump right into it in the burning questions that are now here after the Anthony Davis trade request. So the first burning question for the New Orleans Pelicans is who the hell makes this trade for the team? You have general manager Dell Demps in place, but his moves and a lot of the whiffs that he had are the reason the Pelicans are in this spot. And they're, you know, the reasons why Anthony Davis is requesting a trade away from this team because of the moves that he whiffed on. Do you trust that guy to trade Anthony Davis and secure the future of this franchise? I don't. And you would hope Gail Benson and Mickey Loomis don't either. But here's the thing. Neither of them are particularly basketball people. One of the reasons the Pelicans are in this mess is for the lack of accountability for general manager Dell Demps, who admittedly has gotten better over time here in New Orleans, but certainly didn't do a good enough job to keep Anthony Davis. So can Mickey Loomis come in and objectively say, like, we, we've got to move on from you? And does he know how to hire the right person to be the GM or a president of basketball operations for this team? I don't know. And if you have general manager Dell Demps currently doing this, is that even better? Because he's probably going to be in a different mindset and maybe looking to try and GM for his job. Maybe makes a short-sighted move or doesn't take the best offer because he wants to win sooner rather than later. Not a good thing. Not a good situation for the Pelicans to be in. So who's really calling the shots? Who's fielding the trade calls? That's something we're going to be looking at, waiting to hear news. Some people think Demps should be fired today. You know, some think maybe the day after the trade deadline, that's probably what I would pick, is when you would fire him. Some say at the end of the season. And then some people think he'll be back next year. You cannot, at this pivotal time, have kind of questions about that. 
and they're valid ones and they're open. So who's making the deal or who's really running the show right now is probably the biggest burning question because everything kind of stems from that. From that one question, there's a couple of sub questions, I think, which we can dwell on less. And that's when would they fire Dell Demps again? Do you do it now? Do you do it at the end of the season? I think you need someone in there to navigate you through this trade deadline, supposedly the Pelicans. Uh, we'll touch on that because that's another burning question. So uh, it's just when do you maybe fire Dell Demps? I think that's important. And then from that is, do you change the front office structure? Do you bring in a president of basketball operations, someone to just kind of oversee this franchise from top to bottom, hold the GM accountable, who knows more about basketball than Mickey Loomis did? I've been told by people who know this organization well and inside the organization too, that I know more about basketball than Mickey Loomis does. Look, I think I'm smart. I don't think I should actually be running a team. Though, by the way, Benson family, Gail, if you want to give me a buzz, I'm at least interview. I'm pretty happy with my full-time job, though. I won't lie. I'm not really looking to leave. But you want to call me, we can at least talk. Um, so do they change the front office structure? Do you, do you still have the GM, the coach answering to Loomis, or do you put someone else in there who just maybe understands things a little bit better? And given how this is kind of gone, probably a smart move, but we'll see that's something that won't be answered probably until this off season and maybe kind of deep into that at, you know, at that point. So now we kind of have like the head of the snake part out of the way and the brain trust stuff. So another question that I think is interesting is, is the timing of this announcement important and can we read anything into that? And again, I'm going to touch on all these questions throughout this week, next week, and like the months into the future as we go through this saga and ordeal here in New Orleans. And I think the timing definitely is important. You can see if you kind of try and read the tea leaves, peer back behind the smoke, that maybe this is Anthony Davis's way of angling towards the Lakers. They know the Celtics can't get in on this right now until July 1 when Kyrie Irving opts out of his deal. If he wants to go to the Lakers, this is the most leverage the Lakers are going to have. And maybe they come in with one of those godfather type of offers and just blow the Pelicans away before the Celtics can even get into there. So I think the timing is important from it, but we'll look at that a little bit deeper. Some more comments coming out here and there I think have been pretty interesting as well. And then from that, another question is, is anything tampering-wise going on behind the scenes? Maybe, maybe not. I think this one's up for debate. In the statement the Pelicans put out today uh, regarding this, they said, you know, they're looking forward to the league enforcing all of the necessary tampering rules that are in place. And then it came out a little bit later uh, that the league has opened an investigation into this situation. Is there anything kind of illicit maybe going on? Anything wrong going on? I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. It's a little bit interesting to kind of look at and think about. I have an idea of what might happen, but we'll talk about that later. Of course, we're just setting the stage with today's podcast. But certainly this is something maybe is a little bit shady going on. So we'll see if that how that whole investigation plays out. So before we continue looking at some of the biggest questions here that surround this Pelicans franchise now that Anthony Davis has requested a trade, we are going to be covering this from all angles. We'll get the national perspective, the local perspective, and everything in between over at the Locked On NBA podcast. And I was on there as well doing an emergency 
uh, edition of the pod talking about the Anthony Davis trade request. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast to keep up with what's going on with the Pelicans from a national perspective. Hear the newest rumors, get others' takes on it, as well as just hearing what's going on around the league as we head up to the trade deadline. So make sure to listen and subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. So back to our biggest questions remaining about this Pelicans team and franchise now that Anthony Davis has requested a trade. And I think here's one that's a little bit more timely and has a bit of a time frame and a time limit on that. And that's, is there any reason to trade Anthony Davis right now? There actually are. There's, there certainly are. Maybe this team wants to wait till the Boston Celtics can get into the running this offseason and then, you know, use them either to trade Anthony Davis to or to use them to drive up the leverage with other teams and other offers. But certainly there is a reason to maybe move him before that going up to the NBA trade deadline, which is a week from Thursday. So less than two weeks away now, uh, about a week and a half. Certainly. We'll talk about that more tomorrow because this one is, there's a time crunch on it and the clock is ticking. And I'll tell you why. It's unlikely to happen, certainly. But there is a situation where, yeah, the Pelicans need to kind of deal him now before things maybe get worse for them with this scenario. What about trading other players? Have the Pelicans shifted from being buyers to sellers or from buyers to being not sellers and just standing pat and kind of letting the season play out? Certainly part of this on some degree is true, but it was reported, as we answered this one a little bit, that the Pelicans have put up Miritich and Randall and more and inviting offers on those three guys. This is according to Zach Lowe. No surprise. If you look to kind of retool and rebuild this team, that's definitely kind of the way you want to go. What type of offers should they be looking for? And again, though, this goes back to the first question we talked about. Who's at the front, at the helm, kind of manning this? Again, I think it should be Dell Demps through the 7th, and then maybe the day after the trade deadline, when you don't need a GM right then and there, you let him go to send a point and to just clearly show that this front office job is open. So this is interesting because they still need to try and do things, but it's a little bit harder when you maybe have a lame duck GM there. But should they kind of trade Randall, Nico, Moore? And what do you get them for? And what do you kind of do with the rest of the season? In keeping with this theme, is Drew Holiday on the block now? He had a comment that takes, you can take it out of context a little bit, basically, where he said 90% of the reason he resigned was because of Anthony Davis. And now Anthony Davis wants out. It's kind of rough. We all like Drew Holiday. He's a really good guy. Is it fair to keep him in this situation? I guess it is. You're paying him money to be here. Or would it be best to kind of free him, I don't know, to a, to a contender or to let him go to another situation? Certainly, this is not ideal for him as he's kind of facing this. But it sounds like all of his uh, Anthony Davis' teammates kind of understand. And none of them really had hard feelings towards him when he told them all that he was leaving the team or that he was requesting a trade. And they kind of all understood. But is Holiday on the block? And does that then signal that you're just doing a complete teardown of this team down to the studs and building it up from the ground up? Or does ownership want you to kind of retool on the fly and maybe get back into the playoffs sooner rather than later, be good in two years or something like that, which means you keep Drew Holiday and then you look to make another move this offseason or after that, depending on the trade package you accept for Anthony Davis. There's a lot at stake here for a lot of these other players, so I think it's pretty interesting. So is Holiday on the block or not? So far it sounds like no, but is that going to change somewhat soon? 
So before we get to our final burning questions here that have some larger ramifications that I at least want to bring up so that they're kind of in the consciousness of people here. Again, don't forget, listen and subscribe to the Locked on NBA podcast covering this Anthony Davis story from all different angles. I'll be there on Wednesday talking even more about it. We're going to get experts such as Ben Golliver of the Washington Post and Sam Amick of The Athletic on there regularly as well to kind of break all of this down. And it's just a good way to keep up with all of the trade rumors as we start to head right towards the NBA's trade deadline. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. So now that he's put in the trade request, one of the bigger questions that comes up is actually regarding Anthony Davis himself. Does he play the rest of this season? Alvin Gentry said he expects him to play, that Anthony Davis wants to play, and that they still want to try and compete for a playoff spot, even though you're six out with five teams ahead of you. Sure, that's going to happen at this point. Um, and that they'll be playing him. This seems foolish for a number of reasons. One, the chemistry kind of in the locker room has got to be really, really weird. That's like you're living in an expensive apartment with you and now your ex because you broke up and neither can kind of afford to move out, and that always works out well, right? No. So I think you've kind of in that awkward situation with everything. And then is, what if he gets hurt while playing? You want to maximize your return for Anthony Davis. This is a guy who's missed a number of games this year, who has somewhat, somewhat of an injury-prone history. What if he goes out and ruptures something or really hurts himself, and now all of a sudden he's injured this offseason significantly, maybe isn't ready to start the year? You're going to not get the best return for him at that point. So maybe it's best just to shut him down, keep him away from the team or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of an awkward situation, but is Anthony Davis going to be okay not playing basketball for a couple months while you try and do that? It's weird. It makes more sense to shut him down, but I get it. I understand why maybe he doesn't want to and you know maybe why that wasn't going to be the case. So um, I think that's kind of an interesting thing and something we'll have to keep an eye on. He's still injured right now, but it was potential talk of him coming back on Saturday. We'll see, or maybe that keeps getting pushed back, but certainly a weird scenario for everything. So um, we'll see how that goes. Now, I want to look at kind of bigger picture here when it comes to this team and the trade request from Anthony Davis. So this is uh, where we get kind of deep a little bit in the implications of New Orleans. So the first one is big. Does this change the future of the franchise being in New Orleans? And I've been asked this a lot, and this is something I'm going to spend some more time in the future diving on. But if you guys know, or diving into, I should say, you guys know that I think ownership is pretty stable. I think they're going to be here in New Orleans for the long term. But this does open the door because you can imagine after a trade of Anthony Davis, the fan support goes down and maybe that has long-term implications of this team. There's a lot of fans who are ready to cancel their season tickets and that's understandable and it doesn't make you less of a fan or anything like that whatsoever. It's just kind of getting the most from your money and I understand it. And that can have financial implications for the Pelicans, which you're not responsible for and you shouldn't necessarily care about, but those exist and it can potentially open the door for maybe this team being not nearly as profitable as they could be. And maybe that's kind of what leads for the Benzins to move on, the Benzins, Gale, to move on from this team, this city, and just sell them and be done with it and not deal with kind of like a failing investment in a way. Don't know if that's going to be the case, but that is something that is a bit of a question here. I think it's pretty easy to say, you know, answer that one. They should be fine, but we need to look at that a little bit more too. And then from that is, how many lives does this Anthony Davis trade request actually impact? 
it's a lot when you really think about it. There's general manager Dell Demps, head coach Alvin Gentry, the coaching staff, the other guys in the front office, the rest of the players, the trainers, everyone involved in kind of the day-to-day running of this Pelicans franchise for the on-court stuff. But there's the business side of things too. They are ticket reps, and a lot of them who are wonderful people, I know most of them at this point, who now have to try and sell season ticket renewals and new season tickets for next year. Their lives just became infinitely harder their financial situation became a little bit murkier now if they are working on commissions. I don't know how they get paid um, from all of this. It's not easy. This this uh, trade decision impacts their lives. What about people who just work at the arena? If there's less attendance, maybe you don't need as many people working there. There's an economic impact and a human impact to all of this. So while it's easy to say, you know, whatever, we wish them the best, this has long-term implications that do harm people, whether directly or or indirectly, and I think that's something that's worth remembering and worth keeping in mind as you express frustration or anything else with this franchise. So I like to make people aware of that because there are human lives that are impacted by this that you wouldn't really think about, but now have their lives changed in you know, some ways maybe better or worse depending with this Anthony Davis trade situation. That's a burning question I have because I'm curious to see kind of the long-term impact that ha- has on just even specific people that I know, but also I do think the team will be safe here, so people should still have jobs and things like that. But it becomes a little bit murkier. It opens up a whole lot of other questions, too, regarding this team and the future of it and the future of others involved with the team. Again, there's a very real human impact to all of this. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Pelicans. The burning questions that I have regarding this team. There are more. I wanted to touch on these. Yes, later in the week, we will look at specific teams and trades that could or may happen with Anthony Davis. We'll be looking at potential future head coaches, future GMs, everything like that. We've got time for a lot of the speculation. I am just spent from talking so damn much today, the human impact on me here, having to do a couple of emergency podcasts, more radio than you can even comprehend in places that I don't even know where I was talking to, uh, and different things like that, but don't worry about me. And so that's going to do it for this podcast. We'll have more later in the week, more in the next week, the months to come. This is a big story that we'll be covering from all angles here on Locked on Pelicans to make sure you know everything that's going on with this team, with the Anthony Davis trade request. Day we were hoping wasn't going to come, but had a good idea that it would be. Again, if you've not listened to the emergency podcast from yesterday, please do so. That'll give you a primer on everything. That and this one are going to kind of be the framework for what we're going to be talking about in the weeks and months to come. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.